Hey, say good morning to good friend of the uh, of the show, good friend of the st- good friend of mine, actually, Jack Farrell from uh, Haskell's uh, Wine Shops for the weekly wine chat on WCCO. Jack, good morning. John Hines filling in for Denny Long here. Uh, John, Denny, how are you this morning? I'm very good. It has been a while. But, Indeed. Um, yeah. Hey, uh, now we that, go back a long, long time. Oh, <laughs> yes. I remember. Yeah. I, I remember vividly being uh, at an event, and of course, uh, Haskell's was always first in the marketplace with the uh, the Beaujolais Nouveau, and you brought it to us specifically, and we were all quite excited about it. So uh, uh, we're take... very fortunate. You know, we were the second market in the United States to have Nouveau. The... So, uh, uh, we're take... very fortunate. You know, we were the second market in the United States to have Nouveau, the first being New York. The next year, it was Minneapolis, but and that's in all the record books. And that, What they don't say in those record books, it was only Haskell's that had it in that, those first early years in Nouveau Beaujolais. So wow. we were really pioneers in that. All and right. you know when that was? No, I can't. 72. <laughs> Okay. Well, you and I were both new in the business at that time. Yeah, so. very new indeed. Indeed. <laughs> I, I, guess, yeah, I remember uh, being with you years and years ago when we were both much, much younger. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, hey, um, Valentine's Day behind us, Super Bowl gatherings behind us. What's, what's on the horizon well, here? Uh, today for, for I thought I'd talk about it. I was talking to a friend of mine, uh, who, uh, John Charles Boisset. And he is kind of uh, a real unique individual. He owns, uh, I think, four vineyards in California. His family owns vineyards all over France. He's married to one of the Gallows. He lives in Robert Mondavi's old house in Napa. And he's a phenomenal showman, as well as a brilliant businessman. And one of the things he bought many years, maybe 10 years ago, 12 years ago, was Buena Vista Winery. And while I don't usually like to talk about any single one winery, this one has an interesting history because it was founded by Hazartzi. Now, most people credit Father Junipero Serra with really starting the California wine business, and he really did as he founded those missions uh, starting down in San Diego and going all the way up to Sacramento uh, he planted vineyards because they needed it for church services, the wine, that is. And uh, But the real father, in my opinion, of the California wine business is a Hungarian, uh, Anton Hazarski. And he was a minor nobility in the Austro-Hungarian Empire. And uh, he, he was a great self-promoter, much like John Charles. Boisset is a great self-promoter. And he arose to dizzying heights and fell to dismal lows all his career. Uh, His family was of very modest means, and while he didn't really have a title, he was always called the Count or or the Colonel, etc. But uh, those were titles he created for himself. And like I say, he was a wonderful self-promoter. He started out with his cousin coming and migrating from Hungary, over to Wisconsin, of all places. And when he came to Wisconsin in 19, or 1840, that was really the early, early frontier. Wisconsin was still a territory, not even a state. 
and an opportunity land. And he picked a site about uh, 20-some miles northwest of Madison, overlooking Sauk Prairie, where the Wisconsin River flowed by. And he thought it was a beautiful vista, so he named it Shiskar, which is a Hungarian word that means beautiful view. And he found an American investor. Actually, the investor was British, but he became an American citizen. And they began to build things. And the first thing they built was a, a, a mill for making wheat. And then a sawmill, a brickyard. And then he founded Wisconsin's first uh, ferry boat line on the Wisconsin River. Then he built a hotel and finally built a vineyard. And this took him a couple of years to get all these things done. But he was the first incorporated village in Wisconsin. And he went back to Hungary, returned with his wife and children and his parents and uh, to establish uh, residency here in this new world. When he was in back in Hungary, he wrote a book, the first book in Hungary on America, Travels to America, which became a reasonably good seller in Hungary because they didn't know anything about it. Well, eventually he got tired of the weather in Wisconsin in the winter, and he couldn't grow grapes. And his family was growing grapes on one of their estates in Hungary. So he decided he would go to California. Of course, California was a hot spot in 19, or 1849 because the gold rush was on. So he went there, and uh, he got involved. He moved to San Diego, and he got involved very, very quickly. He was elected sheriff there. He opened a vineyard in San Diego, and uh, he went on with these successful things. He soon discovered that San Diego was a little too hot for the grapes he wanted to grow, so he moved up. To San Francisco because he at that time he was elected to the California uh, State Assembly. I mean, it was just remarkable how rapidly he moved around and up. And uh, finally, he sold all the San Diego, invested in San Diego, or invested in San Francisco, and found that was a little foggy. So he decided to go up into Sonoma, where he contracted and bought uh, what was to become a Buena Vista winery. He started out buying a small plot of land, and he brought uh, somebody's brother in from uh, Europe to help him uh, with this new place that he also called Buena Vista, just like the place in California, only this time he used the Spanish Buena Vista. And uh, here he started a winery, built tunnels into this hillside, was the first stone winery uh, built in California, and uh, just kind of a remarkable adventure. Uh, he was uh, the first Gravity Flow winery, and incidentally, Gravity Flow didn't come back into fashion until about 45 years, 50 years ago. But uh, he planted his vines on hillsides, unlike his neighbors, and his wines were better than most every. He wrote a booklet on producing wine in California that became almost a Bible uh, early on for people. And the governor took notice of this, and they appointed him to uh, promote California wine industry. So he went off. He took this as an okay to go off. And he went off to Europe because his son was studying 
in Champagne, how to make champagne, and he toured Italy, France, Germany, Spain, etc., etc., and brought back with him over 350 different cuttings of Vitis vinifera. Now, Vitis vinifera is what we call wine grapes, and uh, they uh, was unbelievably successful right away. Uh, his Buena Vista was doing very, very well. In fact, he decided it was doing so well, he invited 6,000 stockholders to join him at 100 bucks a head uh, and started the Buena Vista Historical Viticultural Wine Society and Champagne House. And his son was the champagne maker. Well, then, you know, this Hazardsky had a career that was up and down like a roller coaster. Lo and behold, he went financial reserve reverses, and he went bankrupt. And so uh, he, he began uh, to move into other things. He was decided to go down to Nicaragua and make a fortune there, cutting cane and sending it to the United States to make rum. Uh, however, he never returned. They found his coat and his watch on the banks of a river where it was an alligator was known to have eaten a cow a week or two before. And he never, ever did show up. But what a remarkable thing he did was when he brought all these 450, 500 different types of wine uh, to California, the cuttings, he really became the father of the California wine industry. The tract he wrote on California wines and how to plant them and all that was in use 50 years after he died. And, of course, his family, his children and grandchildren, delighted in telling stories and kind of adding fabrication to his wonderful life as a nobleman and all this, none of which was true. But certainly it's true that he was uh, a very, very influential, powerful voice in the California wine industry. And back to my friend uh, John Charles Boisset, when he bought Buena Vista, he restored it completely. If you ever go out to Sonoma, California, you want to stop and see Buena Vista Winery. And while you're at Buena Vista, John Charles was clever enough. He has an actor there who plays the count, and he'll come out and talk to you just as though uh, it was back in the 1800s and you're visiting his Buena Vista Winery. It's, again, part of the wonderful showman ability uh, that John Charles Boisset has shown uh, in this. And, of course, I would be remiss if I didn't say the wines today are absolutely remarkable because under the auspice of the Boisset family, they have just improved that Buena Vista quality uh, to unparalleled heights. They make a wonderful Cabernet and maybe one of the better Californian Cabernets coming out of Sonoma. And certainly... Uh, the restoration of the Gravity Field Winery, the cellars, etc., are worth the trip out there just to visit it. It's uh, remarkable. And, you know, we talk about Zinfandel. Certainly, that's where the California Zinfandel came from. You know, for years, Zinfandel was referred to as the American weed because no one knew the source of it. And it was actually the source was from Croatia. Uh, DNR testing and all that about 10 years ago have figured out where it came from, and it was Croatia. So it undoubtedly came in early on with the Count's other wines, 
and uh, became a, an American a sort of icon almost. Zinfandel, it's not really grown anywhere else in the world, but here. However, in Italy, it's grown as Primitivo, and it's grown in Croatia as another name, too. But I think Hazarski is so interesting, and he certainly does deserve, uh, he, although he was a great flim-flam man and had this uh, roller coaster career where he had remarkable ups and remarkable downs and had an ignominious end down in Nicaragua with a crocodile. He certainly left his mark on the California wine industry. And as I say, if you want to see that, sometime if you're out in California, make a little visit on the side and go and see Buena Vista Winery in Sonoma and maybe chat with the Count himself and he'll tell you about how wonderful he is and all the marvelous things he's done. <laughs> I love that. He'll tell you how wonderful he is. Yes, of course. <laughs> of course he will. Hey, I'm going to guess, I'm just guessing here, Jack, that all of the fine wines that you find uh, in Sonoma, or at Buena Vista, and in, in, in all that region out there are probably also all available at Haskell's, right? Indeed. For years and for over 85 years, Haskell's has been providing the Twin Cities with the finest of wines from all over the globe, whether we're talking California or uh, Argentina or Australia, etc. It's always fun for me to sit when I, someone comes in and say, I dealt with your grandfather years ago, and we were his first out-of-California customer. And that can be said of a lot of things, because Caskell's has been a pioneer in doing that. And today... We have lots of wines, and there's lots of expertise there. So if you're looking for a wine to go with a nice hearty stew on a cold day like today, stop in and see the folks at Haskell's. They'll not only help you pick the right wine, but they'll help you pick a wine that won't break the bank. There's a Haskell's near you where you can save big dollars on wine. There's a Haskell's in Bloomington, Excelsior, Faribault, right off of 35, our Maple Grove Supercellar, 22,000 square feet of wines, Unbelievable. In Minneapolis, we have free parking both on Saturday and Sunday. There's a Haskell's at Ridgedale, Plymouth, St. Paul's Highland Village, Stillwater, White Bear Lake, and Woodbury, too. And if you can't come into Haskell's, go to Haskell's.com. And don't forget, we do deliver, and Haskell's are indeed the wine people. Well, and one of the neat things, too, about Haskell's, and you'll find this throughout the stores, one of the things that they enjoy uh, so very much is talking about the wines and telling you about what what goes with what. So if you can't Exactly. Be, exactly. Hey, Jack, always a pleasure. I John, enjoy having this chance. my pleasure. And Denny will be back with you business as usual next week, of course. Well, so. we'll miss you. This was just great. All right, you have a great week. Again, you Jack Carroll from, from Haskell's all across the Twin Cities area and beyond. Uh, we'll take this time out now. News Talk 830 WCCO.